Hello, and welcome to Roofer's Coffee Shop RLW, Read, Listen, Watch, our ongoing educational program that allows all of you out there to listen to the educational materials, to read it, to watch it, and it all starts right here today with this fantastic webinar with Western Colloid. My name is Heidi Ellsworth, and I'm an RCS partner. I'm here today with Greg Lovati and Tim Ford from Western Colloid. And we're gonna be talking about three invaluable tips for a successful coding systems installation. But first, let's go over a few housekeeping items. All attendees will be muted, but feel free to ask questions or comment in the comment area, which is over on the hopefully right side of your screen in the chat area or in the question area. At the end of the webinar, we will have Q&A, so we will be bringing those back and our guests will be answering any of your questions. This webinar is being recorded and will be available online to view, listen, or read as part of our RLW series. So be sure to share this with other roofing professionals who you're working with, who's in your office or in your company. So now we are going to go ahead and get started. As I said, today we will be having Greg Lavati, president of Western Colloid, and Tim Ford, field and application technical director with Western Colloid, helping us with invaluable tips for successful coding systems and installations. As all of you know, coatings are hot. This is the product, the roofing product right now that building owners are looking for, restoring roofs, really, it has taken the lead in the industry. So I'm very excited for these gentlemen to share with all of you some really invaluable tips to make your business more profitable and your operations seamless. Um, first of all, I would like to introduce Greg. Greg is president of Western Colloid and has been a licensed contractor since the early 1980s. When I was just talking to him, I love the fact that he has been working in the roof coatings in industry since he was 12 years old. That is just so cool. And he's worked on all sides of the business, including contracting, distribution, and manufacturing. We also have the honor to work with him as president of the Roof Coatings Manufacturers Association, who Roofers Coffee Shop um, works with to help promote all the great stuff that they're doing. He is the president of RCMA, and works on countless committees and task force to really promote roof coatings within the industry and the overall. He also has received the prestigious Martin A. Davis Industry Leadership Award in 2016, and really his commitment to helping contractors is known industry-wide. So Greg, welcome to this RLW and thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. It's um, look, been looking forward to it. Uh, I love this is gonna be uh, great. sharing a great day. Perfect. Well, and then I'd also like to introduce our other um, guest, Tim Ford. Tim is the field application technical director for Western Colloid with 30 years of experience as a roofing contractor. And I think you're all hearing a theme here from Western Colloid. Tim knows coatings. Um, he brings, has brought a wealth of experience in the last seven years to Western Colloid and is very is responsible for most of the training and inspections that goes on at Western Colloid. The, um, it's important to 
as Tim is out there, he has a passion that he has been sharing with other contractors and with the industry as a whole on really how to do it right. And so that's what they're going to share with us today. So, Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you. Okay, so let's get started. And what I'd like to do right up front is, Greg, would you share with all of our audience and everyone listening about Western Colloid a little bit about your company and everything that you're doing? Well, Western Colloid is a uh, manufacturer of uh, uh, roof coatings and specifically roof coating uh, systems. Um, we've been around for longer than 40 years. We started in the 1970s manufacturing asphalt emulsions, water-based uh, uh, aluminums and acrylics. Um, and that's our specialty is the water-based coatings. There's going to be a lot of contractors out there that are wondering about silicones and uh, um, other formats, but our specialty is the water-based roof coatings and the roof coating systems. Our, our systems are energy savings. They're uh, very eco-friendly. Uh, we have uh, systems that are designed as uh, uh, short-term repairs all the way out to many uh, years of life expectancy and guarantees. Um, and uh, we pride ourselves in our customer support. We have people like Tim and others that work with him to train contractors, not just in how to put our systems down right, but how to run a job right and how to make money and production. And, and we, if we make a contractor uh, profitable, um, then they like dealing with us. So they can take what we, what we teach them and, and use it throughout their uh, business. Uh, we have, uh, we also pride ourselves in our ratings and approvals. We, we spend a lot of our time uh, in getting the kind of approvals that consultants and architects need uh, for their customers, uh, UL, Factory Mutual, um, and uh, uh, other uh, ICCES. And, um, and, and finally, we, we specialize in our logistics and how we go to market with our products. We sell our products in everything from five-gallon pails to 5,000-gallon tankers. We have a fleet of 50 5,000-gallon tankers that run up and down the roads and are parked on job sites for the large jobs that contractors do. So we're, we're very uh, um, attached to our contractor base and uh, with, with support and technology. That is impressive. Um, I know we've at Roofers Coffee Shop, we have had the honor of working with you. Vicki's worked with both of you for many, many years, and I have just enjoyed learning about your company. And I know what value you bring to the contractors every day. So let's, um, Greg, let's keep it going. And I would love for you to talk about those tips that, you know, that, that whole thing of how you really make coatings um, success within, within all their contractors' businesses? Well, when we're um, working with contractors, you know, there, there's three basic uh, 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 platform of three basic items that, that help them in their um, application of a, of a good quality coating job and, uh, or a fluid applied roofing job. Um, using the right equipment in the right place with the right for the right product to work efficiently, and that is a that's a really tough one because um, there are many ways to 
go about it. And then to keep that equipment, maintain your equipment and uh, to keep it productive because so many uh, times contractors will, will do a job, you know, once every three months, once every six months. Uh, is your equipment going to be ready in six months when you're ready to go out and do that next job? So maintaining it, having it ready for the next uh, project is, is important. So um, that's, that's the foundation that we'll be talking about. Perfect. Um, it makes sense. It makes great sense. So let's start with right equipment. What is the right equipment? And kind of take us through that, if you wouldn't mind, Greg. Okay. Um, most of the systems that the, we sell and, and specify are, are put down with spray equipment. You can, they all can be applied with roller, brush, or spray, uh, depending on the size of the job. If you're doing patio cover or a small flat residence, you might use a roller or a brush. Or, uh, uh, but most of the stuff we do are commercial and large commercial. And uh, that's where production comes in. So that's, that's where you want to use the right equipment. And today, uh, airless sprayers are the most efficient way to do that kind of a job, especially large jobs. In the past, when I started, we had uh, air piston pumps. We had a big air compressor that ran a piston pump and, uh, and converted that uh, uh, pump into a uh, 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 similar to what airless does. Now it's all done with hydraulics. And they're mu they're much more efficient. They're much smaller. You can put them in a, in a smaller vehicle. A, a pickup uh, is sometimes all you need to do a very large job. Um, the uh, you want to you want to decide what you're putting down, and so that equipment you can get airless sprayers that put out uh, um, it's gallons per minute against um, uh, pounds per square inch. You want some some products you want to go down at high higher volume, so you want a larger gallon per minute pump, and some you want to put down at high pressure, so you want a high PSI to deliver your product properly to the roof. Um, our emulsions, which we do a great deal of, uh, asphalt emulsions to do the waterproofing, go down at a low volume, uh, uh, I mean a low pressure at a high volume. Those are those are applied. Uh, as the waterproofing, we want to direct the emulsion without a lot of atomization, not a lot of overspray, and it's, it's put out with a high volume pump. Uh, um, the acrylics are put a, the opposite; they're put down at lower volumes but higher pressure. Uh, higher pressure atomizes them and causes them to. Uh, uh, you can direct them; they dry faster. Um, the the spray rigs, which we'll talk about uh, a little bit uh, further. Uh, um, make a big difference in that and the and the equipment and the spray tips the uh, the spray having the the right piece of equipment for the right uh, material you're spraying is can make all the difference in, in fighting the job or having the job flow easily and uh, and finally you, you can you can buy any any airless sprayer will spray almost all of these coatings you can go out and buy a very small hand sprayer that's airless that will put on any of these coatings, but you won't be efficient at it. You want to get the gallons per minute. You want to get into roof rigs. A, a, a wall coating airless pump that puts out 4,000 psi will spray roof coatings, but you'll get a half a gallon a minute. You, you're gonna you want to be up at the four gallon a minute to spray acrylics. You know, so there's uh, you want to be be sure you have the right equipment. Right, and that rig is really important. Um, so 
I, I know Tim, maybe share with us a little bit. I know we have the Great Coast 733 here, and you really recommend this. Can you talk a little bit about that as the right equipment? Yes, it's a very versatile machine. Uh, it comes with two lower ends. One is a 250, that's what you're applying your acrylics with. And then the other one, the brand new ones are 1017s. The older models are 1015s. <clears throat> the 17 and the 15 are how many gallons a minute the product is coming out. And when you're putting down any of our emulsion systems, it's all about getting product up to the roof so that the crew can be working. What happens when guys are using undersized equipment, say you have a four-man crew and you got a pump that sprays three gallons a minute and you're trying to put down emulsion, which goes down at six gallons a square, well, the guy's spraying and three guys are standing around doing nothing. But when you have the right pump, with the right lower end, the crew moves across the roof in unison, and you'd be amazed at how many squares of roofing you can put down in a day. Um, by the way, that 1017, the, the 1017, it does have some meaning. That 10 is, is a, represents a 1,000 uh, uh, PSI max at 17 gallons a minute. So th th those numbers actually convert into something uh, um, more practical. Uh, so that when we said that 1017, that's that's 1,000 psi at up to um, 17 gallons a minute. So that's high volume, very high volume. And so you know when you're in the time frame to buy a pump, just do your homework. Make some phone calls. I mean, a lot of a lot of the manufacturers of equipment will tell you, like Greg said. Yeah, that'll spray emulsion, or yeah, that'll spray acrylic, but make sure you know what you're buying for, <clears throat> because it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, the other thing that we think is very important is using filters, and a lot of the uh, spray guns come with uh, internal filters. We believe you filter before you ever get to the gun. So we filter all the products before it ever goes to the pump. This will make your pump last longer. There's a packing inside that, that wears down over time. And by using filters, you will lengthen the life of that time to change the packings. I mean, and that's something that'll stop the job. It takes a little bit of time to tear the pump apart and replace the packing. So the the more gallons you can spray before that has to happen is in your advantage. The, the other thing is back to the pump. The the acrylic side of that is the high pressure, low volume. You know that's that's at about four gallons a minute at up to four or four thousand psi, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the acrylic lower end, and the reason uh, there's a there's a real specific reason to me why you want to use a high pressure spray when you're spraying, especially acrylics or any a lot of the water based reflective coatings a high pressure pump will cause that product to dry and cure faster and more efficiently when you atomize uh, that uh, material when it's coming out the end of that spray tip and you've already uh, caused it actually what we call shear it you're you're breaking it into small particles 
it's already starting the evaporation process and the water is already coming out of that. So when it hits that roof, it adheres very well and it'll dry much faster. You can put down uh, one and a half to two gallons per square with a roller and right next to it, put down the same one and a half to two gallons per square with an atomized high pressure spray. And one will, the spray will dry 20 to 50% faster than the roller will, even though you put down the exact same amount. It's because you caused those, uh, through that atomization, you've already caused the water to start leaving the uh, product and it cures and dries much faster. So that's something to keep in mind when you're, um, when you're buying your equipment and, and applying it. Then the other thing that you is know, just, oh, go ahead, Heidi. No, no, sorry. Go ahead, Tim. I can't keep well, on. I'm going to talk about the other thing with the pumps. So then you're buying hoses and it's just very, very critical that you understand PSI ratings. When we're doing the acrylic, we're with the high pressures and when we're with the emulsions, we're at much lower pressure. <clears throat> we recommend that you buy two different hoses, one for acrylic, one for emulsion. We don't want confusion, number one, guys using a low pressure hose and then they start spraying high pressure acrylic out of it. And when we're working with guys, we'll tell them exactly what we recommend for a setup, what size hose, what the length should be, but it's ultra critical that you guys understand about PSI. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, accidents because guys are not using the right equipment, the right hoses. So and, and, and the size of the hose makes a big difference. People don't realize there's friction in a hose. Uh, you use a larger volume size hose, as you can see from the, the slide, a three-quarter inch hose for emulsion uh, for most of the way with a half-inch whip. And what's the difference? Uh, a half-inch hose would, would be just as good all the way, right? No, you actually get much more volume at the end of your gun because there's even though this is liquid and you and you don't think there's friction, there's a lot of friction that goes on in that uh, hose. And using too small of a hose, by the time you get to the end of three, four, five hundred feet of hose, you can have very low uh, volume because of all the friction that takes place. So you use a larger diameter hose for the high volume and a smaller hose to get that keep the pressure up uh, for the uh, high pressure and lower volume product. So. And I, I think the thing we want to get out there and the, the goal behind this is uh, we're here as a resource for the contractors. And give us a call. We'll walk you through everything. Um, we, we, we do it from buying equipment. We'll help you with recommendations to what we really specialize in is working with you up on the roof. And I don't think anybody matches the customer service that Western Colloid gives to its contractors. And you know, in this day and age, that is so important. I, it's just, that's what makes a business successful is to have the relationship with the manufacturer like that you provide to the contractors. I, it's, um, and to understand the equipment and what's going on. And I do want to point out, cause I know you, um, when we talked about this beforehand, both of you were like to really wanted to stress to be sure to use the proper hose rated for your spray pump. So make sure you put those yep. two elements together also, right? Yes. Right. right. Cause we could recommend, we recommend these, but you could go out. They're actually uh, 
Graco makes a 6,000 PSI pump nowadays, and you could go out and get that pump thinking you could spray it a little higher pressure, but you, the hose we just recommended here might not be the right one for that. So be sure you match your hose to your pump. And there's, there's some very good pump uh, suppliers out there that are uh, very uh, that are very uh, knowledgeable about the roofing side of it. You can buy pumps in any town, any city in the country, but ones that specialize in roof coating rigs are are not as common. So be sure you you make the right connection. Yeah, because most of these guys um, they're selling pumps that are say painting a house or painting a wall. And that's where you got to really know what you're talking about because they'll tell you, oh, sure, it'll spray this, it'll spray that, but it doesn't spray it efficiently. And that's where, that's where the money is, is in your labor. And so you want to have the best equipment that's making you the most productive contractor you can be. That's it. That's good. And I know last, speaking of productive, last year when we were at the um, RCMA meetings, a lot of the feedback from contractors of one of their biggest frustrations to um, manufacturers and vendors was when the tips are, they clogged and the spray wand and everything clogs up. So maybe, Tim, can you talk a little bit about that also? You know, how do you stop the clog? That's why we go back to the filters. We we filter everything. Um, and by the way, there, there there's inline filters that are available where you go from your hose, from your material um, supply. If you're spraying a five gallon pails, it's not as important because out of five gallon pails, nothing dry. You don't get skins on the top or whatever. But when you're using drums or bigger, especially totes and tankers, you can have skins that form on the top, little uh, particles that form, and you want to filter those out. And there's there's a filter you can put in in the suction hose between the pump and the material. And that's what we're talking about. And that's why we, we'd rather see you filter it there than a lot of the guns come with a filter before it gets to the tip, but it's in the wand or the gun itself. And those are very, very small, so they'll clog up fairly quickly. Whereas when we filter before we go to the pump, we're using pretty good sized filters that uh, Typically, will last you all day. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have a problem, and so you don't have downtime. Five, four to six inches in diameter, they're, and they're readily available. <clears throat> and so it helps in your production up on the roof because you're not, you know, taking apart a wand to clean out a filter. So, like I said, we 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 really recommend filtering material. And the other thing is, and most most guys use this now, but not everybody does is and we didn't put this up on the slide uh, but just thinking about it uh, that spray that picture you see there is uh, the high pressure spray that's a reverse clean tip and what that means it's got a spray tip that if it plugs up it has a little um, uh, lever on it that you turn it off you let let go of the, the the valve you turn it flip it and it goes backwards and it blows the the clog, the clog out and then you Flip it back so you don't have to take the tip off and clean it. They, uh, the Reversa Clean is one brand. They have other brands, but they all do the similar thing. So those, those help along the way, too. And you can put the various size tips in that Tim will talk about. And then for anybody who's looking, I mean, there's a various uh, number of sizes of tips. 
Um, I typically recommend anything an eight anywhere from say an eight forty one to eight sixty seven. Um, it just depends on your job, how busy your roof is. You identify what's going to be the best. What happens? The bigger the tip, the more coating that's coming out. Um, the Greg can talk about real quick the orifice and yeah. the fan. Those, those numbers actually mean something in all the different brands. Eight usually means the width of the fan at 12 inches from the tip of the gun. So eight, uh, right? Yeah, it's uh, it would be eight inches, 12 inches from the end of the gun, and the the, the other two numbers are the um, the thousands of the orifice, 41,000s, uh, 50,000s, 67,000s. So th those actually have some meaning. They're not just a uh, product code. So once you understand those, you, you can go out and buy them. And you can get a 637, which means it's a narrower fan, uh, which means it's six inches wide, 12 inches from the end of the gun. And sometimes guys will use those narrower ones when they're doing detail work on a roof that has a lot of protrusions and uh, wall corners and all that. They'll go around and do detail work first with a narrower fan so they're not spraying big wide ends out so you can you can buy tips that um, will accommodate your needs and why you want the right size tip is <clears throat> like Greg said a um, lot of objects on the roof a lot of penetrations when you put this down you're, you're you're when you're coming to the end of your path you're tapering or if you come to a curb or whatever penetration it may be you're, it's a taper fashion where you're feathering the coating from stop and start. What happens when there's a lot of things on the roof and you have a bigger tip, you end up putting down too much material because you don't feather it enough. You just can't and, stop fast enough. And, and it, it, so it's really important to choose the right size tip based on what your roof looks like. And of course, we're talking about the reflective coatings now, the acrylics and the top reflective. Heidi, if you go back to that last slide, I want the, everybody to see what I'll call a contraption on the top. So that, that is, that's quarter inch pipe fittings. And that is how we recommend you put down emulsion. It comes out in a really unique pattern that was literally discovered by accident a long, long time ago by me, and it's became right. what we do in the industry. Um, <clears throat> we don't want to spray emulsion out of tips like we do acrylic or old V-Jet tips. We want to keep that a bulky, thick product. But controlled. But controlled. We. It, you know, we're able to put it down in two nice passes, and we've got all the material we need to embed our polyester. And, and for $12 at Home Depot, you've made that tip. Well, I'm going to – Greg Greg hasn't bought one for a while. For $20 okay, at Home sorry. Depot. <laughs> brass went up. Yeah. Brass yeah. Went up. <laughs> it's about $20. But that's nothing compared to, say, a V-Jet tip. So it's really inexpensive, but it works so well. And it's just – you know, when we're talking about gallons per minute, this is letting out the maximum amount of emulsion we can get. The minute you put some type of tip in there, you've slowed down the flow. I Sometimes for old time roofers, I compare this, and and maybe new roofers won't understand this as much, but the old time roofers who put down hot built up are familiar with using a mop. 
And it right. would be like asking a, 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 a hot built-up roofer to go out and put on a 500-square roof with a two-pound or three-pound mop. He could do it, but it would take him forever. They use 10- or 12-pound mops when they do big big jobs. That's the same thing with this. You could use a spray tip to put emulsion down. It'll take you forever. This is a 12-pound mop is what this is in, in roofing terms. Wow. That, you know, that is a tip alone right there that is huge labor savings. And I think everything you were talking about when you were looking at the equipment and looking at the spray tips is really, you need to look at that job before you even get there and really understand what needs to happen to be profitable and to, you know, great, uh, great operation. So Tim, talk to us a little bit more pre-job staging, setup and training. Um, I can't, I can't stress how important pre-job inspection is. Um, you, you show up on a job and you've never inspected beforehand and you've just lost a ton of money because you have no idea. When you go to that job and you bring a crew, you've already formed a plan on how that roof's going to go on. And there's a lot of things that come into play. Um, setup is very, very important. So for us, we do a lot of tankers. But even totes or drums, you need an area next to the building where you can set up. We recommend 500 feet of hose. So depending on the size of your building, you want to stage properly so that you make the minimum number of setups necessary. You know, maybe you're able to set up in the middle and, and that's it, you can do it with a whole roof from one area. On the bigger jobs, that's not possible. <clears throat> and that's stuff that you wanna get worked out with the, the owner or tenant way before you ever show up. So <clears throat> also in that is, you already formulated a plan of how you're going to start the job because we're working with water-based wet coatings. If you don't plan properly, you paint yourself into a corner. So it's really, really important to know where you're starting, how you're going to get off the roof. Otherwise, you end up working a half a day and you go, oh, I, I can't do anymore because now I got no way to get off the roof. So planning is very 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 important and and you want to have really good um, coordination with the building tenant or owner as Tim said because there may be cars parked down one side and that's the side I'm starting first so hey we need to have that side um, uh, uh, parking removed so move so that there's nobody there even though we're we're very careful and cautious you don't have to get a lot of overspray with this putting down a coating job. Some people are, are scared to death. If you know how to do it and have the right equipment, you won't get, you won't be painting cars or anything down below, but it's always best to know if you're spraying along one wall that, you know, the more the next morning we're gonna start here, let's don't park cars there till noon. Um, things like that. Hey, give me three parking spaces to stage my equipment and put my truck and my pumps. Um, you get all that set up in advance and you, then you don't have they don't have a day lost of figuring those things out. Yeah, so that that's it's just I wouldn't think about doing a roof job without pre-inspecting. It just and and what I like you know with the technology we have today is get a Google Earth image or any other program and you have that that map and when I go up on the roof I'm able to write on that 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 map 
things that need to be addressed on the roof. It's saves so much time. And, and, and as for the crew, it's really interesting in that you can do a very large job with a very small crew with a fluid applied system like this. You know, some contractors that are used to doing modified bitumen, VUR, they'll, they're used to having seven, eight, ten guys out on a large, on a, on a thousand square job. You might, you might do a thousand or two thousand squares with a five man crew. Um, uh, just, you know, depending on the, the, the setup and that, but be sure you know the, the crew size you need because it, it, it isn't labor intensive to do this kind of work. So, um, and, that, and that's very important because that, that's where all the money in this business is, is in your labor. That'll make or break you. So typically, I, I mean, I work with a lot of crews across the country and uh, most jobs are a four man crew. The only time I really bump up to a fifth man is if it's a really, really busy roof, got a lot of things on it. Then I can use a, a, an extra guy helping with some brooming and making cuts of the polyester fabric. But uh, most companies, uh, if they're running one crew, it's a four-man crew size. Now, on a big job, you might throw two crews on it. One guy's working on one side, another crew's working on the other side. That's another way to get after it. But that's two pumps, but we have lots of guys that do that stuff. But if you're just starting out, you're, you're more than likely just going to be a one, one pump. Well, and what I'm really kind of hearing in this, too, is with all of the things you're talking about, with the pre-job staging, the setup, and the training, not only are you, because you know your crew size, because you know what's going to happen, I love the, you know, printing out the aerial map on one of on um, one of the, the Rufus Coffee Shop community on um, one of our folks the partners on there is near map so it, it really that makes a lot of sense and I can see here it's not just about profitability but it's also about limiting risk um, I love that you yeah. know know what's where the cars are parked know what's going on so a lot of great tips to really eliminate risk but and increase your profits yeah, and, and again, when you said that, that's that's very important. Um, that pre-job inspection is also your identifying all your safety hazards, whether they're skylights, no parapet wall, low parapet walls. Those yep. things are very important to know before the crew ever shows up, so you're going to be able to provide the safety setup for the roof that's required. And the uh, liquid-applied products, uh, these fluid-applied systems, are, as Tim said, they they're 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 liquid they're fluid and they can get on things so uh pre-job setup is important especially for instance skylights many crews will go out they'll send a couple guys out for a day or two in advance with masking tape and visqueen to mask off skylights uh we we, we go out and show guys how to use a, a, a 15 to a 20 inch roll of stretch wrap and one guy in an hour can stretch wrap skylights won't block off any light that stretch wrap will stay stuck on that skylight for a month. That's the, that's the key right there. So the guys that are going out and using this queen and tape, I'm telling you, they're going to do it minimum of three times because it's going to get windy one day and, and it's getting blown off. When you use the stretch wrap, it really doesn't matter how windy it gets. You, the way we cover it, it it's on there. It, and then very easy to remove once the once the job is finished. 
sometimes you'll have to shut down some air conditioning equipment for a, for an hour or two uh, as you move across um, so, uh, so you don't want to have any of the atomization go into them but uh, you can use filters there there are filter media you can buy that can be wrapped around air intakes that that eliminate not only uh, uh, the liquid but uh, the odor so um, and and the, the products we sell have little or no odor uh, emulsion has almost no odor acrylic has a, a very mild odor like uh, uh, an interior house paint uh, it, it's very mild because it's uh, diluted with a lot of outside air but sometimes you have very sensitive buildings and those can even be addressed like I say you can buy charcoal filter uh, media in rolls that you can put around air intakes and not have to worry about it, uh, shutting down buildings or getting uh, people uh, offended uh, with odors. So all those things you kind of need to know. If you're doing a, a, a sensitive high-rise office building, or we do a lot of high-tech and a lot of uh, bio um, industry, uh, um, biomedical here in Southern California and the San Diego area, um, those are very sensitive. They have clean rooms. Um, they uh, the uh, tech industry has clean rooms, so you want to be prepared for air intakes and those kind of things, and that's all part of your uh, yeah. pre-job setup and staging, and all those are easily addressable, and we help guys uh, learn about that uh, if they need. That That is perfect, because, you know, that really kind of goes into knowing the products you need, knowing what's going on, and now it leads us right into the importance of equipment maintenance. So, Tim, maybe talk, continue that conversation and talk about, you know, the importance of having your equipment maintained to, again, reduce risk and be more profitable. Yeah, um, it, the equipment maintenance with the great gold pumps, that's why they're so good. Um, they really run and run and run. And we but, don't and we don't work for Graco. No. And we don't sell Graco. But. <laughs> but it's the only thing I will recommend. And there are a lot of other pumps you can use out there. I am sold on Graco equipment. So that's what I recommend because I know it works and it works very well. Um, there's not, you know, you with a Graco pump, uh, now they come with a Honda motor. So you have motor maintenance, which, you know, just like a car, it's, it's not a lot. Change oil, um, some filters here and there. That's, that's not much maintenance at all. Um, the maintenance really comes in your hose. Uh, and it just depends on how much you're going to spray. <clears throat> um, your hose, when you cap and plug it, is an airtight line. So there's no reason to flush your hose. Coming back the next day, you, it's airtight. Nothing's going to dry. You're able to just start to pump back up and you spray away. Where you want to get into flushing hoses is when, in my in my eyes, my opinion, my 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 background of using this a lot, I, I literally have got to let that pump sit for more than a month before I'm ever even going to think about flushing a hose. I cap it and plug it, and I have no issues. That's up to the individual <clears throat> buyer of the equipment what they want to do. But I'm just telling you from my history that cleaning hoses if you're using the pump day in and day out nothing takes place yeah. and you, you want to be um, you can be more uh, conservative on that you can flush it be between jobs but then you you also have flush water you have That's water you have it. to get rid of and there are ways to do that 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 that, that goes into a whole nother uh, uh, um, 
uh, webinar. But um, but the more you do that, the more water, wastewater, and that that you generate. So a lot of times, if you seal it in a five-gallon, why you know why why would you think that a five-gallon bucket that you seal the lid on for two months or three months is any tighter than two ends of a um, perfectly sealed hose? Everything in there can stay well. Where you don't, like Tim said, you don't want to let it go over a season. You don't want to let go months in there. Uh, then it'll start drying and building up. But um, but it can sit in there for some period of time. And then it's just cleaning your tips. You know, um, what, uh, what my crews did, um, scissors are probably our biggest tool. There's very, the pump is your biggest investment in this system. <clears throat> and from there, then it's it's literally nothing more than some brushes, some brooms, Scissors, and I can't stress enough, scissors over any kind of razor knife when you're cutting polyester. Um, those tools, you go to break, the end of the day, I throw them in a five-gallon bucket of water. In the morning, the brushes are fine. You just shake the water out, and the scissors, you literally can just take a rag and wipe all the old acrylic off it, and they're good to go for the next day. But it's important for your brushes and brooms to be in water or at least wrapped in a couple of uh, uh, trash bags. So you're trying to make them as airtight as possible so that they're reusable the next day. <clears throat> you know, and, Perfect. And I, I prefer for the, for the pump, for the motor itself, you know that's that's great coast deal. So refer to your owner's manual on service for that. And if you're if you're mothballing your pump for a month or two or three, there's you can refer to a Graco dealer or whatever or any pump dealer. There's there are lubricants you can put into the pump itself so it can set for a long period of time. You may not want to leave just water sitting in it no. for three months or four months because metal can corrode and, and, it, and it will. There are there are balls inside the pump that will rust if you leave water. So Greco makes a couple of different products that uh, you flush your line out and then you suck up a little bit of this liquid and it seals the the inside of the pump and you're set to leave it sit for the next six months, get you through the winter or however long you're going to have it sit. So there's just not a lot of maintenance. If you just do the few things that need to be done, you're going to be golden. And those are all so the kind of things that when you work with Western Colloid, especially when we come out on a job and are helping you, we'll go through all that stuff with you. We'll yeah. show you it all. Because we don't just go out on jobs to help guys make sure they put our product down right to our specification. We do that. But that's not just why we're there. We also are out there. You can take what we teach you to go to go to our competitors and be successful. It, I mean, as much as uh, somebody would maybe hate me saying that that's the truth we we teach you to be productive because if you're productive you're making money if you're making money you're happy you're happy with us and you're happy with the product so um you know that's that's a big secret we don't try to make you jump through extra hoops just because we're the manufacturer and we can um because our specification says so we we teach you the right way but sometimes the right way is, is also the fastest way so you know you're leading us right into Exactly, because that is that's what I hear over and over about Western Colloid is how contractor centric you are. So why don't you just, Greg, maybe finish us up here with um, 
you know, why fluid applied, kind of or a little bit more about Western colloid, just kind of sum it all up for us. Okay, well, we, uh, we believe strongly, especially today, uh, in this day and age, uh, as I said, this isn't new. The, the original owner of our company started back in the late 60s, early 70s, um, doing these types of systems, and they were new and unique at the time. Now, uh, with the, um, the climate that we're uh, uh, in as far as energy efficiency, um, landfills, landfills um, all the, all, it, it has all kind of come together for us. It, it makes sense today. The tear off, if, if you're doing, uh, most of our systems are applied directly over existing roofs, as long as they're in decent enough shape to be attached and, uh, uh, and be stable, uh, we can apply, our systems go over uh, modified ditumen, single ply, PVC, TPO, EPDM, metal, metal roofs, um, uh, and gravel, we have systems for gravel which is kind of unique to us. A lot of systems don't go over gravel. Our emulsion does very well over gravel where you don't have to tear off. We're not, we're not, um, we don't have dump fees. We're not filling up landfills. Uh, our logistics are great because we, because of our, our tanks and our totes, uh, our job sites, we're, we're not shipping out truckloads of five gallon pails that have got to be thrown away in landfills. And we're not tearing off roofs um, that go into landfills. Um, the material, Delivery, uh, it saves on your roof loading. Everything is pumped up, uh, as opposed to um, cranes and uh, uh, heavy loading of, of heavy materials. There's, uh, you know, less chance of leaks on that roof because we're not going to tear off the old roof. We're gonna we're gonna make repairs to a roof that's existing and seal it up first, then put our system over it. So they're not going to be, ex you know, it. it even out here in California, it doesn't rain in California, but I guarantee it will rain when your roof's torn off. That just that's just the way it works. So not having to tear off a roof is less liability for the, the building owner and the and the contractor. Um, and then what we end up with is a fully warrantable roof. You know everything from five years to twenty plus years, depending on the system. Uh, our uh, we're not new at this, as I said. We started back in the late 60s, early 70s, and have been doing it for 50 years. And uh, we like to share uh, our um, common sense installation, our techniques, our coatings, and our uh, above all, uh, our, our product quality is, uh, um, we think is unsurpassed. There's a lot of good products out there, uh, but we, we make one of the best. So uh, we think it's, as we said, it's a win-win for everyone concerned. The building owner gets a good job and doesn't pay extra for it because he's saving on the labor. Um, uh, in many, many uh, parts of the in or side, uh, sides of the industry, uh, two-thirds of a job is labor. And one-third of the job is what's up there waterproofing your roof. Uh, we believe ours is the opposite of that. Two-thirds is what they pay for and stays on their roof and gives them a good system. The other third is, as I always say, goes home every night and has a beer. It's the labor, and, and it's much less. Um, so uh, less labor, more product, and uh, and and less uh, less cost to the owners, and and good profitability for the contractors. This is probably one of the most profitable um, aspects of the roofing industry you can get into. I'd like to comment on something that's 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 really important. I think I. 
Did you do hot in the old days, Greg? I mean, I never applied it, but okay. I, I so I, I grew up doing hot, and that is that's good hard work. That's what I'll say. Tearing off a roof, <laughs> going back and mopping. So one of the really important things about this system, and it's very important in the industry. Roofers are very, very high to insure. It's a dangerous job. This application of fluid applied is much safer. Um, you're able to get, I don't know how the whole insurance works, but you're able to get your roofing crew under what's called waterproofing technicians and not roofers. And it will save you a tremendous amount of money on your insurance. The other thing, it actually saves wear and tear on your men. And I speak from doing both. Like I said, I grew up doing hot and I moved to Southern California in 1981 and got hooked up with a contractor that did coatings. And I said, what the heck is this stuff? And after working with it for a while, I said, wow, I'd rather do this all day than tear off the roof. So there's a lot less chance for injury to your employees. Uh, a lot of the other roofing is very heavy materials that are being lifted. There's a lot of injuries that go along with some of that heavy, heavy stuff, repetitive work. You know, we, we, we see it industry-wide. And I'll just say, um, you're not doing a lot of heavy anything with a fluid applied system. You may get a little bit dirty when you get yes. the coating on, you're just like a painter, but that's probably the worst thing. <clears throat> The dirt stays, well, not dirt, the coating stays up on the roof. You learn, and that's another thing we work with you, is the emulsion and the acrylic stays on the roof. You change your clothes before you go down and the ladder, most importantly, before you go in a building, if that's the only access. Very, very important is that, again, pre-job setup. Uh, it, it makes or breaks you if you, if you do it right. And we'd be happy to, to help you with some of that stuff. Um, one thing I'd like to add is any questions you have, me, Greg, or a few other people around the company, a phone call and a picture, a picture goes a long ways for us to help you and answer any specific question you may have. Wow. That, you know what, I it just, I'm sitting here listening to both of you and it is just, it's really inspirational knowing the experience, real life experience that you've done it. And now you're helping other contractors to really be successful in this area. And I just, I've loved every part of this. Um, all of your tips, all your thoughts, your, the conversation, I think just has been amazing. Um, one thing I do want to, there's a couple things actually, because we're not letting you go yet. We got a couple of questions that are ready here. And I do want to let the audience know that these tips are actually in a brochure that Western Colloid has put together that is on our eBooks um, on RoofersCoffeeShop.com under the RLW navigation. And so you can get these tips in a brochure, something that you can share with your employees, you can really look over, along with obviously, as everyone we're gonna talk about again, you can watch this anytime on demand. But before we go there, gentlemen, we do have a couple questions. So I wanna say, first of all, thank you. This has been so good. And um, let me get to one of the first questions that's come up. So hold on here, I'm pulling it up. And 
So this kind of this question came in when you were talking about equipment and the different tips and substrates and stuff. So just to clarify, were there is there should you be using different tips for different substrates? And along that same line, are there any substrates that you shouldn't be coating? Uh, I like Greg, but silicone is probably our biggest nightmare. Yeah, I mean, there, there's not much. Most of us, we have a system that goes over most, almost everything. The one, the one thing you can't go over easily is silicone. Um, silicone, uh, even silicone may stick to silicone, but even that is uh, is labor intensive and and iffy, and has to be cleaned super well. But but anything else, um, you can you can put it over uh, PVC, TPO, EPDM, uh, modified bitumen, uh, gravel, metal. So you can go over it, and the tips is, um, it just depends on the gallons per minute. Uh, you know, the, 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 now you get into the specification. You know, are you, are you putting down a light specification that you uh, are just trying to get some reflective coating on? In that case, you might use a smaller tip where you make two passes on it. Or are you, if you're going to put down polyester acrylic with a polyester reinforcement in it, you want the biggest tip you can get because now I want to flood it a little bit. So it, a lot of it depends on the, a specification that the manufacturer is uh, um, putting out there, but um, but usually there's two or three tips that kind of cover everything as far as the reflective coating, and then for the fluid applying uh, the emulsion, there's there's only one or two um, ways of putting that on for uh, that we recommend uh, if you have a high enough volume um, pump. So hopefully Perfect. that answered. Okay. Yeah, it really, yeah. really doesn't make a difference. We're not changing tips. It's as long as the product is the right product to adhere. Because not every product sticks to every Correct. Substrate. Um, and that's where the manufacturer comes in or we come in to specify a, a, a product that sticks to um, um, a specific substrate or a primer to use exactly. to adhere to it. So, so that's where we get into a much smaller tip sometimes is if we're applying a, a primer that's going down at, say, one gallon a square. Versus or even half a gallon, half and a gallon square, depending on what. what so it then, is. You, then you want to really get a lighter, much smaller tip. So, excellent. Well, okay. So along that lines, Tim was saying, send us a picture, call us. Uh, maybe you can share where. How's the best way to get a hold of both of you? Well, uh, on the website, I think your information yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, Tim's up there, and there's a link for his email. I'm up, I'm up there. The link for mine. We've got Hal Leland, who does a lot of our technical work and testing, and runs Northern California and the Pacific Rim. Uh, and then our salespeople in different regions all have a phone number and a um, email link. And uh, and we're all, um, all of us answer our phones. Uh, we we're not a uh, leave us a message and we'll get back to you in the next two or three days. Um, most of us pick up the phone on that call or if we're busy, respond to it within the next couple hours. That's so important in today's world. Everything is moving so fast. Um, and I, I will say, too, that Western Colloid, like I've talked about before, has been on Roofer's Coffee Shop for many years, and they have a full directory with contact information all types of ways to get a hold. So there's a lot of different ways for people to find you. Um, but I did have one other question just came, that came in, and it was like, how do, how would um, contractors um, buy your products? 
we sell our products through distribution. Um, so if at almost every major distributor, and, and there used to be uh, a lot more distributors than there are now as, as, as far as brands. Most of them are, are uh, Beacon, ABC, um, SRS. All of those are our uh, um, distributors and many local distributors. Uh, so you, uh, we we sell through distribution, but we we sell through distribution, but we deal directly with the contractor. Uh, um, we like to have a direct relationship with the contractor that's using our product. So even though you may purchase your materials from ABC, SRS, Beacon, you um, will um, you can deal directly with us. Don't feel that you are um, you have to deal with that uh, uh, distributor. And you might ask a distributor because we're we're most we're heavier in the West. We have a plant in Texas. We have a plant in Oakland, California. We have a plant in Los Angeles, and we have other distribution points uh, of our own but um, so we're, we're much stronger in the West than we are in other regions so if you if you go to another region uh, your local ABC here in, in California and Arizona and Nevada and those might know us very well but they might not know us at all in uh, Michigan or someplace because we don't we don't do as much business in the East or in the Northeast uh, so uh, it they, but they can't obtain our products uh, and they could be shipped, but they may not uh, have direct knowledge like uh, um, the ones that use us day in, day out. Well, you have a very consistent message of supporting the roofing contractors, which um, is what we believe in, too. So I have to tell you today, again, I know I said it earlier, but this has been so informational and just um, a, a feel good on what you're doing to help promote solid roofing systems and working with the contractors to be successful. So I wanna thank both of you for being here today. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having us. Thanks Heidi, appreciate it. Thank you. And so I would ask um, that everyone please visit Roofer's Coffee Shop and learn more about Western Colloid. Like I said, you can download their brochure on these tips under ebooks, which is under RLW. And we will also have this webinar. We will be turning it into a video webinar, which you can watch. We will have a podcast that you can listen to, and we'll have a transcript and ongoing blogs around these tips that you can read. It's all part of our Read, Listen, Watch RLW series, and it's all about providing the education you want when you want it. So thank you so much. Have a great day.